Hello, Internet, and welcome to the Friendship Snake Podcast. I am your host, Wade Mariano, and I'm joined, as always, by... Trace Finicaro. And... Andy Griffiths. That is a one Gunner Kennedy. So, just now offline, I have heard some disturbing and troubling news. Um, to set the stage, there is a local uh, sub shop chain that apparently, well, not apparently, it, when I before I left, it was called Drex, J E R K apostrophe S subs. The uh, the mascot was a pirate, a saucy pirate. Actually, he looked more like like he was on heroin or some shit. That pirate was kind of sad. But Drex Subs was like a in central New York anyway. Is it was a state kind of a staple. Like everyone, they had pretty good breakfast there. Um, it was like a better version of Subway. Um, the sandwiches were slightly bigger, but kind of in that vein. Um, apparently, it's no more. Like the name is no more. Or what's going on out there? I need to know. So, so Drex still exists. Um, however, okay. the uh, the local uh, are because it's 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 like a it's a, a chain. It's a franchise. Yeah, it's a franchise. I believe that came out of either Oswego or Fulton, New York. I believe that's where the head, they used to be headquartered. Yeah, I could be wrong. Well, uh, yeah, Canistota uh, is no longer participating in that. They split off. They're their own business now, and they're calling themselves Canistota Bagels and Subs. That's what that. Okay. I saw something on Facebook and I was unsure of it. I, I assumed it's where the old toast was, like a new sub shop or bagel shop, but apparently not. So, and yeah, go ahead. And, and, and to all of, all of our nine listeners uh, who are not Canister locals, um, you have to understand that this is like, this is like the, the, the old lady who swallowed a spider to kill the fly thing. So, it, it, you know. That one location on the corner street there, they've been there like pretty much all of our adult lives, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, so, as far as, as long as I've been alive, I've known that Drex Subs used to be on like that corner, like right across from what used to be. Uh, nice, and, nice, and sle- nice and sleazy. Nice and, nice and easy. Nice and, also known as nice and sleazy. And what used to be PNC, which is now Tops. This is the really yeah, yeah. we're losing yeah, even, by the by the fucking minute. Yeah, it's funny how they're all just just swapping names, you know, like <laughs> like it was uh, what was the drugstore there? It was um, it, it was, was like Phase and Eckerd- then Eckerd's and then it was yeah. Phase first. Oh no, no, it was Marone's first. Then it was Phase. <laughs> then it was Eckerd's. And is it a Rite Aid now? I don't know what it then is. Then it was now. Rite Aid, and now it's Walgreens. It's a Rite Aid, oh, and now it's a Walgreens. <laughs> yeah, and then of course, like you said, the. You know the uh, the PNC. Of course, they went bankrupt. Pen Traffic went, went bankrupt, um, and then Tops bought out most of them, um, and they kept ours alive. And uh, and yeah, right on the corner there um, for the longest time was Drex Subs, and I liked the location. I'm not exactly sure why they moved. I'm sure they had really good reasoning. It the, probably so when, the landlord basically doubled their rent because he said that it yeah was more when uh, like they, PNC got bought. Or excuse me, when PNC went under, all the like the agreements were done. Like they, they, whoever took over the property, pretty much said like, yeah, once this agreement runs out, we're up in the rent. And uh, sure. they were like, fuck it, we'll move down the street. It's, it's a to, great location. To, They're right on the corner. 
Yeah, they moved. Wait, and the most important part about that is they moved down the street to an old four bake uh, auto repair facility and converted it into a restaurant. Uh, yes. Which I always just thought it was kind of weird. Like, you know, just the buildings like never die. Like, how did they get zoned for that? Yeah, buildings mm-hmm. never die in Canastota. They just mm-hmm. get weirder and weirder uses as time goes what, on. What I find stranger than than the fact that they took over an old repair shop is that there's a thrift store built into the back of it. And since no one would ever walk into the back of the building, they just constantly have like they DVDs throw- for sale yeah. as you walk into the sub shop. Like the thrift store is like, I'm just going to put these here. If somebody steals them, they steal them. But maybe they'll go around and go into the, uh, you know, go to the thrift shop. But the fucking thrift shop has never been open when I'm there. It's like, it, like I go there for dinner, right? Like subs is usually a dinner meal for my family. Um, it's just the way that it ends up working out in, in, in our, you know, in our week. And I get there and I'm like, oh, a fucking thrifty shopper. I want to, or whatever it's called. I don't know what it's called. Um, like, I want to go check that place out and I go buy some old junk like you know like stuff that's metal but like it smells like metal like you could walk up it's not even like metal it's like it smells like varnish in metal like you walk up like from a distance and you could smell the antiqueness of it from a distance you're like i don't i'll never use any of this stuff but i want to walk around and stare at it um, I want to go in and experience that because there was a really shady thrift uh uh what is a uh, pawn shop down the street um I only ever went in there once. Yeah. And that that place back in the day was a comic shop, but go ahead. (laughs) Oh, was it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Like in the early um, to mid nineties. Um, I, maybe it's a different place. Actually. You're talking about the one on Peterborough, right? Yes. Next to uh, China garden. The one I'm talking about got turned into an insurance agent or no, it's not. It didn't get turned an insurance agency. It was really, it was next to it though, but it looked like a dilapidated house like on the high, on number five. It was like mm. this, this broken down house. And I only ever went in there once and I, I'll never forget the experience. I was not, the person working did not say hello. She was sitting at a computer, but the computer monitor had a coax line running into it. And she was just watching television. She was watching cable TV on her computer. So it was clearly like where she would like, you know, check me out if I were to buy something, but whoever built the shop for her was genius and they gave her cable TV. So she was just sitting there watching like Jerry Springer. So I walk in Jerry Springer's just blasting on this little tiny TV. Um, and the woman's sitting it. And then I walk in and what was, I was very confused about is it was a, it was a house and it was still functional. Like I had a sink and it had a, it had a stove. Yep. And somebody had cooked sausage sometime that week and they never cleaned the pan. <laughs> and I, I walked into the kitchen and the pan just smelled like burnt sausage. And I would just stood over it and I like looked around and in the kitchen, there was like, you could get used silverware. And I'm like, I'm so confused. Is this stove and pan for sale? Does she just use the silverware and then put it back in the box? Yep. Like, is this a fucking store or is someone living here? I was so confused. And uh, I never went back because there was nothing that I found interesting. Uh, I, that, there was that, like that, that place was legitimately just somebody getting subsidized for their hoarding problem. Yeah. Like, well, <laughs> you can write that we'll, off. We'll, 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 yeah. We'll, no, we'll pay you money to continue hoarding. Like the closest I ever got to, the closest because I know the place you're talking about because we actually ended up taking some stuff there. When we cleaned the house out the, the first time. They took your stuff? Did they give you money? Yes. Oh. 
See, that's what you got to like, do. Like you got to just like a, like a, just dump stuff off to those places. Don't pick anything back up unless they do. Unless they the make a nicer job. I mean, it, it, they closed, so they obviously, you know, they obviously weren't weren't doing wow. well. Um, but then I wonder, it's like, how do they even make money? Like, I don't. I know well, how thrifts. You know, but, like, but, but, I, I know how. Like I know how they make money, right? They get like a ten. They get a watch for ten dollars to sell for a hundred. But yeah, they take advantage of people that are either desperate or criminals, and they, you know, they yeah take a fifty dollar watch and they buy it for five dollars and then sell it for like forty five dollars. I mean, it, it was it was kind of pawn shop, kind of like American Pickers, except without the actual value yeah. of the merchandise. The only <laughs> yeah, place, like they, the only place they that didn't... even that even came close. To this, sorry, no, that's fine. The only place that even ever came close to this was there was a, a game store, air, massive air quotes, game store in like mm -hmm. this converted factory space out in New Hartford. And really what it was, was the guy had all of these magic cards just thrown in box. Did you ever go out there with Ken Wade? You know the place I'm talking about? Um, Where, where was it? Right at Commercial Boulevard or whatever that is. Possibly it was. It was like it was. It was a. It was a factory. Was it right near the Apple Music? E man, no, no. Okay. It was, it was, but it. I've never dude, gone out there. Then the dude. We went in there. The dude never talked to us. Never made eye contact. He had like eleven people over there, and it was literally he was living in this converted industrial space, and he just claimed it was a store because like he would take money for cards. And I wonder sure. if it's something like that where it's like literally mm -hmm. it's just somebody's house and they have to use the entire space as retail things so they can write it off on their taxes. I'm surprised it lasted as long as it did because you drive by and there'd just be like these objects in the front yard, like yep. stuff that that wasn't selling and it took up too much room to be inside the house. And it looked like an eyesore. Um, yeah. Uh, so. So. Oh, oh, yeah. You're talking about the you're talking about the game shop. Um did you know that's how GameStop makes the majority of its money is through uh, used video games? Yep. Yeah. I think that's crazy. That's insane. Um, so that's so the, the, Canastota, the Canastota Bagels and Subs, um, they, so they put up a Facebook announcement and they pretty much said, hey, if you guys are worried that your favorite sub isn't going to be available anymore, the menu will be very close. Um, and something that I, maybe I shouldn't have been as, as, alarmed by but it said that the rolls will be delivered multiple times a week and i'm like wait how how often were they delivered before they were right? never delivered um like, it i would expect what well, it totally depends right uh, did they they didn't bake their own rolls there right they're pulling them out of bags right yeah they're pulling yeah. Them out of bags so my guess is if when they were drex and just judging from the quality that you would get there, they they may have been delivered every day. Like That's Drex what I would may expect. have had like a direct bakery, like a local bakery that just baked a ton of bread for them, and they delivered throughout. That's what a lot of so like um, uh, it was rumored. Um, and I'm not gonna give in. I don't have. I don't even have the information exactly who, but back when Duns was like doing its thing they were approached by the nice and easy corporation, which headquartered in Canastota. And they were kind of like, we would like you to supply donuts with us. And Dunn's is like, it's way too much work. Like, mm -hmm. they, like, cause then, they, cause a part of it was like the delivery and all that shit. Yeah. And that's, there's a lot of nice and easies out in oh. 
I've gone on these runs, right? Um, I had a, a friend of mine um, used to deliver the, uh, the bread for uh, a Syracuse bakery, and he would deliver the bread all around the area. And I've gone on a run with him. And it has to be delivered before the business opens. Yeah, it's which way means early. that the bread is made like it's they, like they start making it like the night before, and then he goes and picks it up at like three, four in the morning, and he starts doing his drops, and it's got to be delivered. Like some places need it delivered like at four in the morning, five in the morning before they open for the breakfast crowd. And uh, I was really surprised to see, you know, we get it delivered. It's gonna we're gonna have bread multiple times a week, and I'm like, as opposed to what? Right. Like, and then I'm like, well, maybe, maybe it's really difficult. Maybe it's difficult to strike a contract with these bread companies to even justify them delivering, because unless you're a big name, you know, like a chain, maybe they don't want to deliver every day. Right? So this is They're what I like, wonder. Sorry. No, we're not doing it. That That's like kind of what I wonder. And this is a general, so this doesn't even pertain to Drex or any franchise that breaks off. Right. Um, what I'm wondering is like, did they was there an agreement where they would remain to, they would have the same access because i highly doubt it like and i guess it all all depends like were the fees too much to to keep the franchise i can't imagine that they were doing less business there it seemed that whenever i went there they were relatively busy well and go ahead uh, so again you've been out of the loop for a while i didn't know did that's you, true did you know that Drex was seized by the federal government back in. No, I was not aware of that for massive uh, tax and tax fraud and embezzlement related charges. Oh, was not aware. So yeah, like there, like I guess it was it was a pretty sizable uh, something on the order. As I'm going through here, there were multiple. There was multiple millions of dollars not accounted for. And um, you actually yeah, da, 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 da. 30 25 million dollars. Twenty five million. Thirty three years they were uh, they were in Canastota. So not quite as long as I was alive, but I mean pretty, pretty close. Pretty close. As long as you'd remember, yeah. As long yeah. as long yeah. as long as you counted. Yes, that's true. I've never counted, so never, I guess. They claim that they'll still take the old subcarts. They'll exchange them out for their new ones. So you know. You got to keep the subcards going. I was under the impression. I, do you remember the Mark's Pizzeria? The whole, the whole, that whole deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like where they did some shady ass shit, and all the mm -hmm. franchise owners were like, "Well, yeah. because we don't want to pay benefits and shit, you have to, yeah. you have to yeah. break off, and like you have to be your own pizzeria." But I'm mm -hmm. positive they're still sourcing their uh, product they from are. whoever the purveyor was. It's identical. Yeah, yeah, it's identical. We they haven't. Their product hasn't changed. We were, yeah, because Gunner was actually. Um, him and I were hanging out today in real life. We just totally broke quarantine. Not over the internet. Sneezed on each other the whole day and then talked a little bit about pizza. Um, yeah, apparently they mentioned several times on their page that they will have, they will have chicken salad. <laughs> okay, I guess it was popular. And, you know... I read it and I'm like, why the fuck are they talking about chicken salad? Like, of, of course you're going to have chicken salad. And then it's like, no, it's actually, I wonder, did you say it was a euphemism? Yeah. Uh, I, I wonder, I wonder, like, maybe their chicken salad was unique. 
um, you know, maybe they actually cook the chicken because if that's the case, it would make sense that it's something that would sell out every day. Um, if they're just buying canned chicken, then shut the fuck up about your chicken salad. It's like tuna fish with shit added. As weird as it sounds, like the best parts of Drex, in my opinion, which was a wonderful sub shop, and I hope that it's the same stuff. Um, it's the bread, and it's the shredded lettuce. There, that lettuce they shred is so fine, and like it's like hair almost. It's uh, yeah, it's like like angel hair. Excuse me. The last two times I went there, and I've only been there once since the first. The first was their official opening day is under the new name. I've only been there once since the first, but the last two times I've been there, I haven't been impressed with the bread anymore. Ooh. And uh, it kind of bothers me because, and I don't want to, I don't want to give them a bad name because, you know, it's there, it, it's a business, it's a business that's been around forever and nothing's changed. I mean, the exact same staff, the exact same seats, right? They changed the sign out absolutely nothing has changed the same credit card swipe that's covered in three layers of oil because they have a deep fryer uh, very close to where they work it is the exact same sub shop that, that we've always been going to um and nothing has changed so i have to just assume that i used to go on the days the bread was delivered or i i think that i got a feeling that bread was delivered every day or yeah, yeah they had they couldn't use that bakery anymore. That baker was probably out of Syracuse, and the when they're no longer under that umbrella, they can't get the same discount. I mean, there are advantages to being a franchise. Um, I mean, my daughter turned to me today and she said, "I don't like it as much." Ooh. And I said, "I said, what is it?" And she says, "It's the bread." And I'm yeah. like, "Yeah, they got to fix this." Um, and the on, the on the flip side of this, right? You got Subway that's like, like you know, half a block away. And you got, and, dude, you have, uh, what's, what is it now? Is it fast track? Yep. Yeah. They got subs there, dude, that are, that were always yeah. decent, mm -hmm. like better than Subway, in and, my opinion. And Subway is not a, not, Subway is not great food, but their subs are made there that day. And I, yeah, or kind of, I don't know. I assume they buy like some half. It's, yeah. Baked. It's frozen. It's frozen. And then they, um, they ship it out to the stores. I mean, it's, I don't know how long it's frozen for, how long it sits, but pretty sure it's like a like factory style bread that gets frozen and then gets shipped out and then they'll thaw it like you said and then they'll bake it's it. It's like the Pillsbury of of yeah, pretty much. Well, that's uh it's bummed me out a little bit. Yeah, fuck. Yeah, it's kind of a bummer, but the good news is is that it's just the name. Everything else is the same. Except and the maybe bread. The bread. But we're not exactly sure about that, right? <laughs> we got to we got to get the insider scoop on that. Now, I do have some insider knowledge, um, uh, so you know, it, I, I, I can't imagine I'll be tapping that resource between now and the next episode. Um, but I do, <laughs> I do know some people. We we'll get like one of those voice hiders. We'll put like <laughs> it sounds like this, like <laughs> do a tell all. You know, we should just make like fake like health department outfits and just go and ask. Or we should just fucking or just like now that it's legal in New York, you could just just smoke a fuck ton of weed before you go. And maybe you won't notice a difference because <laughs> you're so hungry. Yeah, it is I, I, so legal. Yeah. How many it subs do you so, think you could so eat legal. if you were high? Uh, Drex subs. Yeah. Hmm. Three. <laughs> <laughs> three and I would regret it, regret it but I, I could eat three. Not so, new Drex, old Drex. Old Drex. 
I like how they got the pickles. I like how they got the pickles. I could eat myself a whole jar of pickles if I were high, legally high. Yes. Which so you know all there is. My mother in law. My mother in law goes, uh she goes, I've had chronic uh I should do her voice. I'm not going to. It's too mean. But she's like, I've had chronic neck pain or uh, you know, a headache for 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 years. Um, she's she's MS, but it's in uh, remission. Um, and uh, she's like, nice. I I've had this chronic headache, but it's been years. And you know, the doctors say there's nothing they can do about it. You know, take a Tylenol or something like that. And she's like, I've heard the gummy bears help, and now I could legally eat one. And I'm like, first of all, do it with a friend. I am that friend. Second of all, <laughs> don't eat the whole gummy bear. Like I've been told that those things are fucking potent. Yes. I've never uh, taken uh, any any of the um, edibles. I've just smoked weed, like the traditional way. Um, and that was a long time ago. But the last time I smoked weed, I was last woke week. up. No. I woke up uh, in my underwear with a Great Dane laying on top of me and a jar of empty, an empty jar of pickled okra next to me. We got very, very drunk and then very, very high afterwards. That was like 12 years ago. The follow-up question is, are you sure it was your underwear? Yeah, it was definitely my underwear. Yeah, 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 for sure. Like 95% sure. I was the largest gentleman there, so I assume that they were mine. Have you ever wanted to do the brownies? Have you ever woken up in a race car bed? No. Okay. No. No. No, no. The brownies. Yeah, I so now this is all getting legal and there this is actually has it changed or is it going to change New York? Um, because it's kind of been a weird thing. I so I live in New England, right? I live out in Rhode Island where it has been recreationally legal for since pretty much I've lived here. Massachusetts, it's been recreationally legal for several years. Connecticut, it's not yet, but it's just it's the dominoes about to fall. Like everyone else is kind of getting into it, and everyone else is like loosening the fuck up. It's a lot of tax money, you know. We're talking about, um, but I've always it's been weird out here in and in certain states they're they're starting to abolish it, but like they are even if you're prescribed marijuana, they could still drug test you if you're trying to apply for a job or if you were still at a job, yeah, and. That could disqualify you from a job, even though it is completely legal to use recreationally in the state that you reside in. Right. Which is kind of fucking dumb. And mm-hmm. honestly, um, I think I'm not, without getting too like crazy right wing or anything, I think you're kind of like the only thing you can really piss test for is weed. Everything else, you know, anything else is typically out of your system within a day, right? Mm-hmm. So my understanding uh, I think, here i think you can get i think you can be tested for uh uh opioids through p2 yeah yeah but how what's the half life on those oh uh that that i can't think my understanding here is that actually hmm. at least a lot a lot of places in new york state have stopped testing for marijuana because they couldn't get employee staffing levels up yeah. so they were only yeah. they were only checking for the the sketchy ones yeah. So what my employer did is they, they, they did, they did finally, my last employer, I should say, they did finally add a new drug testing requirement. They hadn't done it prior just because it's, it's expensive. 
um, and they just wanted to keep costs down. And they ended up adding it, but they didn't go retroactive and test all the employees. And I, I'm, I'm happy because there was a lot of employees there that I knew smoked. And it would have been a shame if they were fired for their job for doing nothing. I mean, yeah. I realized that it's against the law, but or it was against the law. But, you know, th at that point in my career, so many states had already changed their mind on it. And it's like, really, you're going to let go of a good employee over this? So opioids, just to kind of enhance the knowledge on this, like the, the, the craziest opioid, heroin, stays in your piss mm -hmm. for two to seven days. Like weed's the only one that's staying in your piss for like a month. You know what I mean? And I think that they base that essentially on, well, if they smoke weed, then they're definitely potentially doing other shit. And it's kind of yeah, like a sad way. fact. It's a shitty stereotype that's not really true. I know a lot of weed smokers, right. heavy weed smokers that don't, you know, they smoke when they're at home. They they don't necessarily get toked up and drive or anything like that. That's not what well, they mean, do. You could call anything the gateway drug, right? I think I think probably the number one gateway drug is alcohol. Absolutely. Because, because your judgment becomes impaired. Now with 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 marijuana, um, depending on the person, some people's actual judgment is like they get more paranoid, so they would be less likely to do something uh, dangerous. Um, but alcohol, like it, your my judgment is crazy. Like, like the the decisions that I make when I'm drunk are not sane decisions. Correct. I I would agree. Oh, yes. um, I've. Anytime I've smoked weed, which is not a ton, I'll, I'll admit, a um, bit of a square. But um, now that it's legal, I probably will kind of get a little, little further into it than I have in the past. But that being said, I've never – weed either A, puts me right to sleep, or is that one time we smoked in Buffalo like 14, 15 years ago where I started like oh, doing mind. weird like yeah. physics <laughs> that, I, that I still can't yeah. reproduce. <laughs> Yeah, it was odd. Yeah, like we were living life like 10 seconds behind uh, oh, everything that was occurring. It was really amazing, and though. You and I were trying to find out how we could get back to regular time and not be behind behind time. Well, my whole thing was like, we, had we, had to, to, we, <laughs> we had to remove ourselves from time so that time couldn't affect us. I remember you describing it, and it was like, Trace, we have to, we have to get ahead of time or something. Like we have to... I don't, it was. I, I remember quoting it for at least three years of my life. That phrase, yeah. whatever it was, that was amazing. I, man, fucking well, that was that it was, was great. amazing. It was amazing because because what happened is is my 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 um my brother was he he had some like eighties wrestling videos that you guys were laughing your ass off, but I didn't find them <laughs> funny. So it, probably because I didn't really I wasn't really into wrestling and I was also really paranoid about what I had just done to my body and uh I was just kind of sitting there dumbfounded and you guys were just laughing hysterically for like an hour or two I don't know how long it was but then at some point you and I we like locked eyes and we're like we're we get ahead of time we're on this next level we have to get yeah. ahead of time and that I remember ex exactly I remember thinking about if we could somehow fashion the vehicle with some sort of device that could fold the space time around us, I was like, we have to get ahead of time so that time mm -hmm. can no longer touch us. And if we can't yeah. get ahead of it, then we have to move around it. Like I imagine yeah. time is like a straight line, like a bullet train and that we mm -hmm. could maybe like dodge it or something and get away from it. So that it could, so that it would like forget about us and never touch us again. 
It was fucking yeah. weird, man. It was really I'm, cool. I'm, to this day, I'm still trying. <laughs> but it's it's a lot of places out here are now not they're just not drug testing. Um, I, I, they should all do that. If your state can, if you can get it pres prescribed medically, like first of all, if you can get it prescribed, they they really and. I don't know. It's so an basically comes thing, like right? DOT licenses. Like this is something that like has not changed at all. You have to pass a piss test to, in order to maintain a DOT license. Yeah. Um, yeah. which I, I kind of, I, I kind of get, but I, at the same time, I still, there's still a part of me that's like, so if you want to be a DOT driver, yeah, you can't, you can't smoke, smoke weed on your free time. I think that's right. fucked up. You can get shit face right. wasted on your free time. But you can't smoke weed on your free time. That's just, it's kind of weird. And I, I guess ultimately I get it, but. It's I odd because, like, it's not like there, there's so many other things that are dangerous, right? Um, like, one of the most dangerous possible things that you can do is not sleep. Yeah. Especially as a driver. And it's, if they could test you for, for sleep apnea, like, by just peeing in a cup, they'd be like, sorry, but, you know, we can tell based on your piss that you're not sleeping enough and you have a 90% higher or a 300% higher, you know, rate of accident because you're not sleeping enough, which means that you're either going to make poor judgments when you're driving because driving tired is the same effect as driving drunk. If you're tired enough, I believe it's the for 20 sure. hour mark. If you've been up for 20 hours, it's the same impairments that yeah. um, that you have when you're driving drunk. Um, so not only are you impaired from the, your judgment perspective, your reaction timing, but you also start getting close to um, you know narcoleptic, where you could fall asleep without knowing it. And uh, so yeah, it's like if you're if you could test for that, they would, but they can't. So it's like well, well then we'll just test for what we want and just discriminate against people that. You know, happen to do recreational drugs. Did you see? Uh, I think Gunner's seen this guy, but did you see the guy that does the? Actually, I think Gunner talked about this, but um, I think on our on our mushroom episode, um, Gunner talked about this. Um, he, I don't think he mentioned the guy's name, but he's a YouTuber that has been documenting his microdosing, his mushroom microdosing. I have not seen it. Well, Gunner definitely mentioned microdosing. I'm pretty sure he did. Did yes. you? Yes. Yeah. I, I've, I've talked about it. And what's happened is this is this guy, he's got a family and he's, he's had some addictions over the years and he's decided to try to uh, microdose with hallucinogenics. And by microdosing with them, he's starting to change some of his thought patterns. Now, of course, there's been studies on whether or not this is possible. I don't know what the findings of the studies are. Um, but this guy is deciding to take whatever positive results out of these studies and say, Hey, I can do this. I could self-medicate. And, uh, what's crazy is he is actually, um, anecdotally or not, he is, um, improving his quality of life. There's definitely, and, there have been studies. Keep going. And so it's like, at, at what point, at what point are we not just, just simply discriminating when we test for drugs? And I know some people listening to this are like, no, if, if you're a drug addict, the employer deserves to know. And it's like, well, 
Yeah, maybe, right? Maybe because if there's a liability with a big piece of machinery or driving or something like that, you, you yeah, want to try to protect yourself from the what's known. What's the difference between them and an alcoholic, though? It's it's not. This is the and here's the biggest problem. I've I've worked with I've worked with many functional alcoholics. Yeah, absolutely. Guess what, guys? If you're an alcoholic, you're a fucking drug addict. You're mm -hmm. addicted to alcohol, which is a mm -hmm. drug. It's just but more socially is, though, accepted. The thing is, though, is that first of all, the alcoholism. It's always, you always get a pat on the back. I, I shouldn't say a pat on the back, but you get a big bear hug from your employer. They're like, we have a program that will help you. Of course, they never do. They just fire them. But they at least, they at least have a program in place. So if somebody was like, no, listen, I want my job back. I'm suffering. I'm suffering from a condition, which nobody that's alcoholic says, right? They tell their boss to suck on their dick on the phone when they're hungover, right? I mean, it's, they don't. They don't just be like, oh, please take me back. They don't do that, right? Because that's not how you act. <laughs> that's not how they act. Um, you know, they got fired for a reason. But, you know, the alcoholism, it's kind of like, oh, well, we found out after, after you've been working as a loyal employee force for seven years, we found out afterwards. We've actually, you know, somebody smelled the alcohol in your breath, and then we started looking into your behavior, and then we found out that you're drinking on the job. And, you know, even if you have excellent work performance, it's usually an after the fact thing. You're right. They cannot, you can't discriminate for somebody for being an alcoholic before they're hired. You know, right. you don't go to like alcoholic anonymous meetings and you're like, oh, you can't be anonymous for just a few minutes here. I got to make sure none of you have applied to my company. Right. And that's, it. listen, it's, I think, I think we're probably getting in the right track as far as evolving how we're thinking about addiction and things like that. Um, I guess ultimately, <laughs> there are drug addicts everywhere, and there's all there are always going to be drug addicts, regardless of if it's legal or illegal. People are going to get what the fuck they want. Um, making it illegal—that's that's a kind of cult uh, question I want to ask. Yeah. Should we just fucking throw it out the window and say fuck it? Drugs are legal. Like, do what you're going to do. We'll have hmm. programs. By not making them taboo, we don't have to spend hundreds of millions of dollars putting people in jail, essentially for you know for a for an addiction problem. I think I think if drugs were legal, um, I think that that some of them, like heroin, you'd see a lot more overdoses, you'd see a lot more deaths. Um, I think by by keeping it out of their hands, it, it, it does save lives. Whether or not the quality of life goes up, I don't know. But you know, one thing it would do though is you'd have less of the like permanent side effects by getting bad drugs. And those happen a lot, right? People are injecting themselves with stuff that's cut with gasoline and it's just, it just rots away their arm. I mean, it's disgusting. It's terrible. Rockadale. Yeah. So there's, Rockadale. there's, yeah, I mean, at least you'd be getting good quality. I guess Mike. So how about this model? Most drugs are legal except for like, except for the ones that like, but here's the fucking crazy thing. One of the worst fucking drugs, a plague on on American society is fucking legal and can be prescribed like oxycodone, oxycodone, mm -hmm. all those yeah. opioids. They were, found like, they were found criminally liable for all that though. After, but they're going to be fine because yeah. they move fucking money around and it's like yep. those people aren't actually paying. Mm -hmm. Those people yep. Are going to be just fucking fine in their yachts. They're going to get the same estates. bonus they always do. Yep. Right. And it's mm -hmm. they just made enough money that they can just pay the fine. Right. Because what I would say is, okay, 
let's actually be somewhat, <laughs> I don't know, use some fucking IQ and some science in this shit and say, okay, heroin's really, really bad stuff, right? Like, that's going to be Schedule 1, and the so of these fucking opioids, we're not going to use these for fucking painkillers anymore or whatever. We're not going to prescribe these. Yeah. Maybe they can be, be prescribed in a hospital setting, but certainly mm -hmm. not out on the fucking street. But then I you guess know, you never, start, you know. I've had, I've had two surgeries. Um, one of them was fairly invasive, and the other one was minimally invasive. And um, the first one, I was in a lot of pain. Um, for, for, I will say for weeks, I was in pain for weeks. Um, I didn't take any, I'd take any opioids. And then the other one, um, they forced them upon me. Like, and I, I ended up taking one. It made me feel terrible. And I just switched over to ibuprofen. But that's like the that, thing, like some people's physiology is different. And I get that. I, I understand the fact that, that everyone has different pain tolerances and, and the, the drug is there to, uh, to help with the pain. Um, the problem is, though, is I feel like if I wasn't in enough pain to demand it, they should not have offered it. Like, and that's why they're criminally uh, liable for this yeah, stuff because they push that they're shit. pushing it faster than people even want it. It's like the first thing that they offer. I, I opted for a minimally invasive surgery for a reason. And it's because there wasn't a whole lot of tissue that they had to cut. There wasn't a whole lot of pain that they had to inflict. Now, don't get me wrong. There are, there are surgeries where there's a lot of pain, especially ones that involve nerves and stuff like that. And it takes a long time for it to heal. I mean, I had my appendectomy. I took I took painkillers for one day and said, "Fuck this!" Like it's just I because it didn't make me feel good at all. It made me feel really fucked up. And the state I was in, I would rather just let my body tell me, like, stop fucking like doing what you're doing. <laughs> victims, right? Or yeah. if you let's say let's say um, you know someone that's 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 high combat, whether it's military or whether you're you happen to be in a in a profession like a sport type uh, profession where you have high combat. Um, I understand that there's injuries where you have to, you have to bring that person's mood back to like, yes, I want to live. Right. Because yeah. <laughs> there's certain amounts of pain that, that the body just should not have to endure. And I, I realized that there was a very, very good reason for those, those opio opioids, but Unless a, if a customer doesn't ask for it, why the fuck are we offering it? And that's and ultimately you're right. That's why they were found criminally liable because they pushed it. They pushed it onto, onto everybody. When I was talking about the physiology, when I made that statement, there are some people that take painkillers and get like a euphoric like feeling, mm -hmm. like they love the feeling yeah. of that not feeling. I guess I don't really know. It's um, I, I, from what I understand, the addiction forms very fast. Yes, it's, and. It's, uh, it takes a long time to train your body to not want that feeling. You know, that's why, that's why they have the, the synthetic opioids that they prescribe well, you know, they have to wean you off, which can be just as addictive in and of themselves. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I know, I don't, I can't tell you when I, I used to work with this population. Um, uh, I used to work in a mica house 
which the requirements were you had to have a DSM, which used to be four, which is now five, I believe, uh, diagnosis. And you also had to have uh, some sort of a chemical dependency. Um, alcoholism qualified as well. Um, but dude, there were people <laughs> who were like, and it takes the highway, but they were like still religiously dependent on Suboxone after kicking yeah. opioids for like years. Like it's like there was no real end to it. Like now you're not getting high, I guess, but you're also not feeling like the withdrawal from it. From what I understand, yep. Um, I have a cousin that was in rehab, and um, so the the Suboxone or whatever they take, um, it's like a delayed. It's like a slow release. Mm -hmm. So that you get a little bit of it without, you know, as much of the hangover. And uh, what happened is he learned from the other people in rehab that they could break the capsules up and pound it with coffee, and it would this though it would be soluble. You'd get the caffeine kick, and it would absorb into your stomach quicker, and you could get high while you're in rehab. And he said he learned more about getting high in rehab than he did before, like than he did outside of rehab. Yeah, it's insane. Like whatever the they can is, do. It's, it's such a trick. Like addiction is such a really tricky thing. And there you have to have so much support. And it's fucking crazy. Like you the mindset from the outside, you really have to, have to take is this motherfucker's gonna relapse. Like it's you just hope yeah. that after one eventual relapse, they'll mm -hmm. smarten the fuck up, right? Like it's such a tricky, it's a horrible fucking thing, man. It's terrible. It's you know, really, really, really tough. You always hope. <clears throat> um, you know, you know, you know what other types of shots uh, people really like to get? Vaccine shots? Yeah. Fucking, I got mine. They fucking get you crazy high. So I was I pretty, life. I was pretty happy. And then day after my arm really hurt. Do you feel I'm still happy? Do you feel like like you're like you're a little bit more socially responsible having gotten the shot? Uh I don't know if I'm like socially I feel more socially responsible. I don't feel I don't really feel anything in that regard. I don't know if that makes me weird, mm -hmm. but I just wanted to make sure that I could get it as first as, as as quickly as I can to try and prevent getting COVID. Right. So for you it was more like like, yeah, I want to protect myself. The first opportunity I'm given. I just want to protect myself and not infect like people around me that I'm like close with. You know what I mean? Like with this, I'm hoping that, <clears throat> well, I mean, you know, this is kind of a sign of things going somewhat back to normal. I'm not expecting them to go back to completely normal anytime really soon, but I'm hoping that, you know, as these shots get out more and, the, and they, they roll out more and more people are available to them. Listen, I'm not fucking... I think you should get it, right? But I'm not telling you. If you don't want to get it, you don't. Uh, that's your choice. It's your body, ultimately. You know what yeah, I mean? It's not going to be a choice for long, though. And this is where well, this is where you know it gets a little controversial. But uh, so I was I was on the fence. I didn't know if I wanted to get it. Mm -hmm. And um, the reason that I didn't know if I wanted to get it is because I didn't mind being a low percentage outlier when we didn't really know the long term effects um, of what the shot had. Right. I mean, it's only been a year and, um, and if there are any long-term effects, uh, we may not know them for a while. So I'm like, I don't mind being the outlier. Um, however, um, I happen to be in a wedding coming up and, uh, one of the requirements that we anticipate of the wedding is either get the rapid test or, 
or you have to have a vaccination card. Now, I just did the rapid test at an urgent care. Um, I just had a I had a cold, but I wanted to make sure it wasn't uh, strep, so it didn't clear up in about a about a week. And I'm like, well, I'll go to urgent care. And uh, urgent care gave me. Of course, they didn't tell me what was wrong with me, but they told me what wasn't wrong with me. I didn't have strep. I didn't have COVID. But that rapid test, it felt like they'd used a brain pick on my fucking brain. Uh, like yeah. I've never had something. I've never had a test. I, I would have rather they drew blood. Like I've, I, I would have rather donated blood. I, they, they like scratched the inside of my nose. This thing has to go up and bend around. And of course, everyone was complaining about it when the rapid test first came out. So it's nothing new, but I sneezed for about 24 hours following that test. My, I wouldn't stop sneezing because, you know, they scratched like some part of my nose that I can't even reach with my fucking finger. And, uh, Part of me was like, yeah, they just scratched me and gave me this fucking virus. Those aren't tests. Those are <laughs> virus delivery sticks, right? Part of me is like, you know, conspiracy brain. And I'm like, I don't fucking trust these people. Who the fuck is this? This urgent care is like, it's like, it's like the only option, like in like, in like a three state area. Like what, how do I trust this urgent care? Right. It's just some big fucking chain. But what it really did was, um, you know, the, um, the, the, the governor of New York state made the announcement and he's like, yeah, as long as you're over the age of 30, um, you're now eligible to go get a vaccine. And, uh, and, and my wife turns to me and she says, would you rather get a vaccine or would you rather have that thing shoved up your nose again? And I said, <laughs> we're, we're going to, we're going to go to Walgreens today. Um, and of course we couldn't, um, it turns out we actually, we had, we had to walk in and talk to them because we didn't understand this process. Um, and uh, what happens is, is you know, the, you go to the New York State website, it's like these providers in your area and you click on the provider and the provider says, oh, there's a location here in the city. And you click there and it says, oh, you have to drive 40 minutes away. And Jen's like, why did it list my city and then tell me I had to drive 40 minutes away? Um, and I'm like, I don't know. It's like, I would rather just walk to the local pharmacy than have to, you know, get a babysitter or something and drive 40 minutes away. So, uh, uh, we just, Hey, we, we go for a walk. We try to go for like a, like a one or two mile walk every day. And we walk by this pharmacy sometimes. And I'm like, you know what, how about we just stop in and ask them what the fuck's going on with their shitty website? And like, I just assume that some jackass programmer just like forgot Canastota, right? Yeah. Like, like they just forgot our town. Like it just fucked up, but I'm glad we stopped. We stopped in and she says, oh yeah, it'll show that, that city. And then when you actually drill down, it'll say there's, you know, the only ones that are available. And she's like, because we can only do 30 shots a day. Like, oh, so she's like, if you, if you like, you know, stock the website, when, when we get our new delivery, we're going to show up and then you can book whatever time that you want. So she just stalked the website, you know, did the whole thing. Like you're trying to get tickets to a Dave Matthews concert and she, or maybe Billy Joel's a better example. And she just kept <laughs> refreshing and refreshing and refreshing. And, uh, and then she got, you know, she got us in, we got an appointment and, um, and, and, uh, you know, and, and it wasn't too bad, but I remember leading up to this, like just a month ago and all my like friends that were about my age were all getting vaccines. And I'm like, how, like, how the fuck are you getting one? Like, do you just have a friend that has one, like, like sitting in a cooler? Like, how the fuck are you getting these? And um, I, it, I don't know what was happening, but from my understanding, they were like, 
they had extras. So if they just didn't use them before they go bad, you could just hang out in a freaking, you know, six feet away from strangers and they just be like, okay, next. I mean, just waiting for hours. Is that what was going on? Is that how they were getting them? So how it is happening in New England, um, people are literally posted out at at drugstores uh-huh. um, waiting for when like the pharmacy, whoever is, whoever's administering the vaccine team, whoever is admitting, because there are people wow. that cancel or don't show up and yeah. it's pretty much first come first served. Like yeah, because yeah, yeah. they're not supposed to do that. However, mm-hmm. they're kind of, their stance is like, fuck this. I'm not throwing away okay. a vaccine. And expire. Yeah. Yeah. yeah right. Because, so, because there's, there's some organizations that have been, that have been getting a lot of shit for throwing them out. Right. Well, like, why are you throwing them out if there are people waiting for them? Like, it's it's one thing if there's nobody there, but at a lot, from what I understand, what I've been told, at a lot of uh, drugstores throughout New England, people are just waiting. They're just yeah. waiting in the parking lot. They tell the people, hey, let us know. You know what I mean? Like, they're just waiting around the store, waiting around the parking lot, waiting to get to see who didn't show up, essentially. And when they're about to close, they're like, all right, we're going to stay open until we're done with these vaccines. Because the thing is, once you get the vaccine, the first one, if it's you're a two-step right. one, if it's not Johnson Johnson, you're you're locked in the roller coaster. Like you're you're gonna guarantee to get the second one. Yep. Yeah. Which is kind of not how I did it. Um. So out near me. Yeah, how did you? Yeah. How did you get yours in such a fucking such dumb, a dense area? Dumb luck. So I where I I got it out where I work, which is a very sparsely populated area, for mm-hmm. uh, con- considering Connecticut. So I work out in mm-hmm. Connecticut. So they Connecticut, uh, the Connecticut's like CDC website. They have this program called VAMS, uh, vaccination. Uh, to be honest with you, I don't remember. I don't know what exactly what it stands for. I just know it's called VAMS. So you sign up for VAMS. You can do one of two things. You can sign up for VAMS, or you can go off like the individual websites. Like you can check the Walgreens website, CVS website, yeah. Stop a Job, which is fucking crazy. Yeah, yeah. So I was searching on VAMS, and I was I was like, man, I wonder how long I'm going to wait for this. So I'm searching, and it's like. 60 miles from where I work west. So not uh-huh. even like it's a two hour yeah. ride back home. I mm-hmm. could get one on May 31st. I'm like, holy fuck. I'm fucked. This yeah. is crazy. So on a whim, I just clicked on the hospital that was like, two, I don't know, like five, six miles away from where I worked. And it was like, there are four openings today. And I'm like, what the fuck? So yeah. I just clicked it immediately. Yeah. It was someone had canceled apparently at the two thirty slot. I fucking signed up for it and went. It was just dumb luck. What about your fiance? Shauna is. She works in. So this is also fucked up. I mean, it's our fault, I guess. But the state of Rhode Island won't vaccinate anyone that does not have uh, a Rhode Island driver's license. Essentially, like even if you've been living there, which we have New York driver's licenses. Like it is what it is. We never switched it over because, I mean, frankly. I'm not paying a fucking car tax in a city that I can't find fucking a decent job in. Like, eat shit. I don't use your fucking public transport. There's no fucking way that I should pay a car tax in this fucking shithole city. But um, regardless of that, um, in Massachusetts, they have not opened up. It's kind of weird that they're doing it. Like the general public is, if you can find a vaccine from one of like the private sites, that's fine. But they don't have, um, like the Connecticut site, like is was awesome. Like there was a lot of access and a lot of stuff. They don't have that in Massachusetts. It's literally just the private sites, and everything is fucking booked out forever. It seems so. It's it's kind of crazy. She's looking, looking, but it's just 
it's insane at how different it was in Connecticut and Massachusetts, which is a significantly, I mean, more economically profitable and has way more resources has just yeah. fucked this thing up from the get go. They've really Massachusetts. Yeah. The government has done a terrible job with this rollout. Huh? Well, um, what's, what's starting to get crazy now. And, and I, I'm very interested to see what happens because, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of like summer events that have said, no, we're actually going to do it. Uh, one of them that I was very surprised about, and, uh, it isn't, it is a pretty big event is the Syracuse nationals. And I believe they're in July. I might be wrong about that, but no, they right. announced that, that they're going to be doing it this year. And I'm like, how, how the yeah. fuck that's going to, it's a, it's, it's almost like the size of the fair. I mean, it's not the same in terms of attendance because the fair lasts so many days and whatever, but it's a big the, event. The, 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 nationals Syracuse, nationals, of, the nationals is one of the biggest car shows on the East. Yeah. And, um, well, I was looking at the data and right now, and I think this number is pretty is pretty accurate. Um, the U.S. has 100 million people vaccinated at this point. Really? I believe that number is correct. That's and a pretty fucking good number. It is a pretty good number because like I remember them talking about rolling out 30 million vaccines when this thing, when the vaccines were first being released. So the fact that they've done three times that amount and uh and if you think about it like there's a lot of kids that aren't even eligible for it so what's happening is is you know we're at this point where i think most people are going to be vaccinated which should bring down the chances of of uh viral mutations it's not going to prevent them i mean we play this game with the flu every fucking year right yeah. <laughs> you know if it's gonna it's gonna if it's gonna mutate it's gonna mutate but uh but yeah um so that's interesting to me. And it's like Google's actually started changing. Did you see the new Google Google commercial? No. Where they backspace the word vaccine in all of the searches. Or not vaccine, I'm sorry. They they backspace the word quarantine in all the searches. So it's like fun places to go in a quarantine. And they backspace the word quarantine at just fun places to go. And they there's like this, you know, and it's it's Google's normal, you know, happy go lucky bullshit, you know, where um you know, by the end of it, you're like, oh my God, it's going to be such a fun summer. But uh, it, I, I'm wondering, like, is this going to finally be a fun summer? You know, it, it, 2021 hasn't been the best. It hasn't started off the best. But, um, you know, there is a little, I, I feel a little bit of optimism about this. But then on so the flip right, side of this. Oh, sorry. Keep going. Uh -huh. Then on the flip side of this, how many things won't we be able to do without the vaccine? And what's going to happen as a result? Uh, so I have my, what I would hope. So I would hope right now, so the official 50 million people are fully vaccinated and you've got a hundred million people that have had the first shot. So within a month, sure. you're going to have like, what sounds sure. like 150 million people vaccinated, which I think is yeah. pretty fucking good. Yeah. I would hope that, and Gunner would actually make, I feel like Gunner might have a better answer. I would hope that there is some percentage of the populace that once we reach that percentage, we can kind of assume that like herd immunity is kind of taken over and that we've minimalized at least the main variant of COVID-19, like no other variants, but like COVID-19 itself, the ones that we're all vaccinated for. 
I don't know what that number is. I don't know if it's 70%. I don't know if it's 85%. I don't know what that number is. And I don't even know if that's really an option, but I don't, Gunner, do you have I any scientific? We, 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 well, yeah. See, unfortunately we really need everybody. Yeah, it's like 98 or something, isn't it? Isn't it like almost 100%? The the the, de- the deal is is that any like lowball numbers were effectively Fauci and the CDC um lowballing stuff to make people feel better. Like it's it, it is it is it's not 100%, but it's close enough that it's logistically impractical to d- distinguish. You know, it, it's the if you if you have to get to this number, you've already done almost all of the work to get to a hundred percent. And really, with the number of mutations that we're already seeing in the 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 like you know like there 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 are already domestic strains evolving out of California, we need mass immunization to 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 really get to it. Although, fun fact, um. Is a is a byproduct of all the work that they did into getting the mRNA vaccines working mm-hmm. for the last MSRA the MSRA, MSRA outbreak in this one. They have a first working HIV vaccine. Holy shit! And really? Finished awesome. trials right now. Like to prevent or to yes. battle? No, to cure to, pre- to prevent. Huh. Well, they've That's had one. Wild. They've had a vaccine. They've had a vaccine that could prevent like a certain strain of it for a while now, right? But but yes, this is this is a they're they're at the point where they they they're they're like in their fourth round of clinical trials with it. That's but awesome. this te- this technique basically makes it a manage it, 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 it's it's the equivalent of it, it, yeah, when I say you know not, not too much hyperbole. This is the equivalent of the polio vaccine for that particular disease. That's fucking awesome. That's amazing. That's like great news. Um, like that, yes. That this that out of every all the other bullshit aside, the fact that they got mr they they got the mRNA technology distributed to all these pharmaceutical companies, it may be one of the it, it that might be the big health story of the twenty first century. No oh, shit. Um, That's wild. But back to the back to the the COVID stuff. Um, How long? How long is it going to be before they stop demanding like a vaccine card? Like, is this and, going to be a permanent part of culture? And will people be allowed? Because this whole thing where you got to like quarantine, like self quarantine for a certain gonna, amount of days, it's going to tie to your social credit. It's going to tie to your social credit score. Yeah, but I mean seriously, like, and and I realize that the social credit score is kind of a kind of an alive concept and 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 i i do subscribe to some of that but i'm talking about something as simple as flying something as simple as how much of a care are they going to put onto it how much of a care do they make into it right yeah or does it does the care eventually turn into a stick so like gunner i mean instead of mushrooms start making vaccine cards yeah (laughs) there is a fucking actually uh someone was uh arrested in georgia I believe it was Georgia or maybe it was Alabama for yeah. they've been caught making fake vaccine it's just, cards. Have you seen these fucking cards? I mean, you've seen a thousand of them yeah, on social they're, media, they're right? Garbage. Because everyone has to announce when they get one, right? I, I wouldn't even, I, I don't even, I don't think it's anyone's business. I, I don't no, think it's I, anybody's I, fucking business if I get one, right? Because first of I all, know. people that are scared of it, 
I don't want them to think that like, I, I, I don't want them that, well, first of all, I mean, if people are scared of vaccines, they're scared of vaccines. They're probably are scared for their own reasons, but I, I don't want them to, to, to think of me differently. And I don't want them to, to second guess their own choices. Um, you know, if, if they don't want to get a fucking vaccine, they shouldn't have to get it. And also I, it, it's been politicized, right? The vaccine has been politicized and, um, you know, it's something that I just don't, I, I just don't I, care to share. Which is weird. Cause I don't like, how did it get politicized? Cause it's not like the, the grand Cheeto who, who like represent the other side was for the vaccine. So I actually don't know who politicized like against the vaccine you, you know it's maybe it's not intentionally politicized but there's this concept right that like if if, if let's say let's say you're working a fucking sewer for a living right and you're inhaling you're inhaling fucking e coli on a regular basis like not intentional you got something over your face but you're exposed to harm, right? Let's say you fucking you're roofing in the middle of July in the South, right? Let's say you're a fucking professional athlete. Let's say you're you're military. There's certain dangers that people consider much more dangerous than a virus with I will say a relatively flu-like death rate, right? So it's just like the flu vaccine. It it may be politic. Maybe I shouldn't say it's politicized, but it's polarizing, right? Sure. Maybe not so much politically related. It's just it happens to be polarized. A lot of the a lot of the the good old boys are the ones that that just don't want to get it. They're like, "What the fuck? I'm not afraid of this virus. I I know people that got it. They were fine. I'm not afraid of it." And um. Now, of course, those might be the same ones that are, you know, standing around a, a bonfire with 50 other people and they might become a super spreader, right? You don't know. Like th it, they might be so naive that they actually are the single person that makes the mutation that actually goes from a 2% death rate to a 4% or a 6% or an 18%. And now all of a sudden, holy fuck, what did we just create, right? So I'm not saying that, 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 that they're allowed to be naive, right? They should still be a responsible citizen. I feel like they should be a responsible citizen. But the other thing is, is if 98% of us are going to get this fucking thing, why should I tell anyone that, that I got it? Accomplishment. That's like yeah, I saying I took a dump today. Everybody takes a fucking dump. Why do I need to tell people? Like, that's not news. So well, I don't know. If you, if you want to encourage other people to do it, I don't think there's anything wrong with telling people. Like if you want to encourage other people to get it, I think that it's probably a good idea to tell people that you got it. Maybe there are some people that are really afraid of getting it, right? They're afraid of mm -hmm. putting this chemical in this body from the government that I don't completely trust um, for whatever yeah. reason. But, okay, this, this friend of mine got it, and he seems to be doing okay, right? Like maybe yeah. you're helping yeah. maybe curve yeah, maybe. some of that fear that they have. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Although they could just Google how many people have had it. Um, I also wonder, too, you know, the, um, the AstraZeneca hit, hit the news in Europe because there was, uh, there was a few um, – uh, embolisms that occurred, you know, blood clots that occurred as a result of, um, it, I should say in short succession of the vaccine in certain countries just pulled it. They're like, we're not administering this. And of course, AstraZeneca comes back and they said, you know, based on a control group, it's a normal amount of, it's a normal amount of blood clotting. Like it's, 
it, it, it can just happen randomly to any person. And right. it's, it's not any higher as a result. They didn't say it wasn't their fault. They're like, we don't know at this point in time. We're still looking into the data. Um, and I believe there's only two people that have died, but there's been people that have had serious conditions as a result of this as well. Um, so it's like, I, I do wonder, I'm like, if let's say, right. Cause of course, as I'm fucking walking to the pharmacy, I'm thinking about this in my head. Right. Um, I do want to do the greater good. I do want to, you know, help protect the people around me. And I, I guess I want them to feel like it's safe, but I don't know it's safe. What the fuck? I don't want to tell them it's safe. Like, I don't know that it's safe. I'll know it's safe in a couple of years. Right now, I'm just part of a great experiment, and I hope the experiment goes well. You know, well, the yeah, testing I mean, was done beforehand. Hopefully, no yeah, bugs like, were found. A lot of testing was done beforehand. This isn't like something they started testing in a year. Like from what I understand, this has been over a decade. This vaccine has been um, for COVID, not not COVID nineteen. They had to adjust it and tweak it, but mm -hmm. this has been in the works for a long, long time. Um, right. So that makes me feel a little bit better about it. But right, I, right. I get, listen, if you don't want to have it, if you don't want to get it, who the fuck am I to tell you that you have to inject yourself with it, right? Like, it's completely your choice. I just, I feel with the scientific data that we have, um, I felt, all right, go for it. You know what I mean? Don't wrong. Was there a fucking, during that, did they make you wait 15 minutes or no? Uh, they told us to, but they didn't come out and check. Right. Well, that, that was the fucked up thing is that they were like, wait 15 minutes, but there's nobody watching you. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. After I got the shot, was that weird irrational fear of, oh, fuck, what if I have an allergic reaction and die here? Of course. But far so good. But um, the thing is, is, the reason that I say that we don't know is because, um, um, like, thalalamide, right? Thalalamide was, was a perfectly good drug, but when given to pregnant women, caused serious right. birth defects, right? And a lot somewhere. Yeah. So, so I it's it's i can't with any i can't in good faith say oh it's healthy you go get it i don't know that who knows that right all we know is the data that we have so far and what happens is is you come up with a theory right and then you test the theory and then the longer that the test goes without being proved false the closer to fact it becomes right? But it never really truly, nothing ever really truly is fact, right? It just hasn't been proved false yet. And what I was wondering was, I was like, you know, with this AstraZeneca stuff in Europe, I wonder if the same thing was happening in the United States. I wonder if we'd know. I wonder if the major news outlets right now would say something or if Go they would cover that. it up. Well, again, <laughs> AstraZeneca, AstraZeneca, unfortunately, got embroiled with a lot of general pharmaceutical industry incompetence. Like, it, it's not really any more or less dangerous than any other vaccine. You know, like there's always, there's always. A portion of the population that's going to have an adverse reaction to it. Um, I mean the 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 AstraZeneca one. It it at the same time, it's like you know, like all of them, all of them have their own particular quirks because it's not it's not like it's not like it's a car where 
a Ford or a Chevy or a Honda are kind of interchangeable. You know, it, it, it's it, even even with all the intellectual property that got rushed through and kind of shared with each other. Um, you know, Fi- Pfizer has its issues where it has to be stored with its ridiculous, you know, like its very aggressive temperature profiles. Yeah. To make it safe. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, AstraZeneca but, might. But Connor, I, I think, I think, I think what we're talking about different things here, though, right? You're saying, right? You're saying, number one, there's a good chance that the vaccine was safe and that these are just normal results. What I'm saying is, is what if, what if there were bad results happening right now? Would we know? Would we know that they oh, were would, would they actually report it? Right. Um. Well, yeah. I guess the thing is, unfortunately, uh, to be to be entirely honest, it's the same problem that you had with the initial COVID infection reporting rates, right? Right. Like there, were, look at the stati- If you look at the statistics, we know that they were underreporting. Yeah. When it originally when it originally came out. Mm-hmm. The, the 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 just if you know now that we have the sample sets later on if you just look at a you know like the, the rate at which it was transmitted and everything else so you know it's like it let's say let's say you live in a village right and you find out that the water's been poisoned mm-hmm. right and until the water is fixed you have to find some creative way to get water whether you have to get it from another village or like whether Flint? you need to collect rainwater yeah, it's like you have to get, you have to have some creative way of getting it, and and all of a sudden, um, people are starting to worry about whether or not they're ever going to be able to have clean drinking water again. And then all of a sudden, you hear from the authorities that they're working on a way to fix the water, right? And they tell you that the water has been fixed, and then a third of the people start to drink the water, and the other third of the people are like, "The water's fine, everything is fine." That's it's a lot of trust in a few, right? Because not yeah. every, not everyone can trust. You you can't. There's no way for us to all trust that these people that are making the vaccines. There's there's a, 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 a I'll, I'll say a relatively small a group of people developing them, then a really 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 large pharmaceutical over the top of them that has no problem interrupting my children's shows with their drugs. Yeah. And those same people, right? Those same people are like, here you go. You know, we're going to fix this. The water is safe to drink. And a third of the people have drank the water. And uh, yeah, I mean, maybe, maybe we have no choice to trust them. I don't, so I don't trust the big companies. I agree with you. Like if it was just, Big corporate, big like big pharma saying, "Yeah, just take this mm-hmm. shit." I, I don't. It's mm-hmm. not them that I trust. It's the amount of, um, like doctors and medical mm-hmm. workers that are taking this. But uh, but was uh, it kind of like? I, which, did you see the company where they actually looked at the active? I don't know what the what the what is in the vaccine, but it was like it was supposed to be like. Like fifty units, it was supposed to be like eighty units, and it had like fifty units in it. Like it was a significantly smaller amount. Yeah, they had clearly diluted the doses so that they would stretch further. And those types of things 
that's the water being poisoned, right? Because maybe the maybe the maybe the risk isn't so much the vaccine being bad for us. It's the vaccine not being effective to begin with, right? Yeah. Now, of course, you again you have oh, to trust true. the studies. They're saying right now that teenagers have a 100 percent effectiveness with this virus. It's not like like our age where it's like 95 percent effective. It's 100 percent effective, right? So, well, um, in, you have in, to so trust also the, numbers, the statistic but, out so far. It's 100 percent mm-hmm. preventative in uh, hospitalizations and death as well for everyone. Oh. But it's still early. We've, we're still in early stages of vaccination. When you say hospitalizations and death, what, what do you mean by that? I mean, uh, anyone that has gotten well, the, the vaccination uh, has not been hospitalized or died from COVID complications. Wow. That's insane. That's actually, I, hopefully that's true. Cause that's I hope it stays. Cool. I hope it stays yeah. as it goes. But like I said, we're still... We're getting a lot so, done, but we're still somewhat early in the vaccination process. There's some globalist conspiracy theories, I'm sure, that think that it never existed. I mean, unfortunately, like, I, everyone has the right to their own opinion, but you know, I know people, you know, friends who've lost their family members to it, so yeah. it's real. Did you hear that? Um, did you hear? Did you hear about the report? PBS did a pretty good write up on it, and uh, the report was finally released after they studied China and the spread of the virus. And mm-hmm. it did not start. It did not start in that. Um, in Wuhan. In that, in that. In the Wuhan. It didn't start in the Wuhan market that they had blamed it on. What did happened? It still was, start in China, or? Yeah, they still believe it started in China, and they're yeah. still saying that it's that that it was animal to human cross um, that that did it. But that market was blamed for it. The reason the market smelled so bad is actually because it was shut down because it became a super spreader. So it, the they just walked away from the food Ooh, in the gross. streets. That's why it's the, that's why the market smelled so bad. Although they do eat some odd smelly foods in China. Um the durian is well, <laughs> the durian, well, durian is like, fruit is there's, there's unfortunate uh, There's yeah. unfortunate I think we lost him. You? I think he ate a durian and died. He smelled the durian and died. That stuff's gross. You when the dude from like Bizarre vaccine. Foods won't eat it, like yeah. it's saying something. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, hopefully Gunner comes back. Um, but uh, they found out that it actually that 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 food market that they had theorized that it actually came from. Um, there was cases before that market and that market was actually a super spreader and uh the reason that they had suspected that you know that somebody had gotten it from like the food there is because the cases of people that had it for some reason were the ones that were by the were by like the 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 meats and stuff like that now i don't know why um i know that in japan there's like a thing that they'll do with tuna where you get a chance to taste it like if you're buying like a twenty thousand dollar tuna yeah like if you're buying one for um it might not just be japan but if you're buying like if you're getting tuna that you're not going to cook and it's going to be used for sushi they'll actually let you slice the tuna and taste it right there right you can actually cut the 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 tuna and taste it um so i don't know if there's some type of food market practice that would cause it to be a super spreader. Maybe they're standing close to each other, right? Maybe it 
the, 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 I'm the, more the apt to believe higher oh, demand. I'm go ahead, Gunner. The, the big thing, the big thing, um, so you know we have we have farmers markets here too, but the big thing, the big thing in Asia uh, is that there's this thing called the wet market, and the wet market yeah. is effectively live or just butchered food, mm-hmm. um, right. and it, you know, there there there, there was there's a there, there was unfortunately a very hysterical tinge of anti asian you know like anti-asian racism and a lot mm-hmm. of that talk you know because d- the dirt dirty blah 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 that that mm-hmm. kind of stuff you know there are wet markets all throughout southeast asia you know you know mm-hmm. um but, the, but but the thing is is viruses don't just Hang out on dead fish and well, spread they, on they, dead they, fish. They, but they also hang out on pig. You know, like zoonotic virus. Yeah, the the supposedly one of the big things with the Wuhan market specifically mm. was that um, you know, to your like you were saying earlier, like they had abandoned it because it had been specifically closed down because they couldn't get their shit together. Like even the state authority, you know, like even the city authorities were like, you really need to. Because the pro- the problem was is that they had live animals stacked on top of each other, literally mm-hmm. defecating in market. Mm-hmm. You know, so it, it just it it it, it was unhealthy. The thing, from a- the virus, but the thing is though is that is that, that it, it's still. I, I realize that it's uns- that there may be situations where it's unsanitary, but I like I still don't think they were able to explain why. Why the wet market, specifically the wet oh. market, was a faster spreader than just going oh. and buying fruit? Like, I, I, I don't think they were able to explain why. I mean, like, you know, maybe yeah. they're just dense or populated. Like, people crowd around each other, or maybe people argue, right? Like, they get in each other's face and try, like, talking pricing down. Um, there must be some mix, missing element there. Um, I, either I, that or there's something about the virus that spreads faster in those environments that well, nobody has been talking about in the last year. Well, no, I mean, like the the the, the very the very yeah, <laughs> yeah. This is my conspiracy. The very real and likely possibility is mm-hmm. that it was it was something that got out from the biohazard lab there. That's what my guess is. Un- too. Unfortunately, the Chinese government will never let that. You know, I are mean, you like, finally got, saying this? I, so saying this we've come full circle. No, I was saying this for a while. You're the one that said it always comes from the animal. Well, we could a, go back on the freaking episode. Well, no, so, so. But I was just feeding the conspiracy. I, it's not necessarily well, something that I believe. It's just something that was plausible because this, there were cover ups happening. Yeah. There were cover ups happening with U.S. scientists and the Wuhan uh, research laboratory well, that, yes, a year that labor- ago. That laboratory was mm-hmm. specifically set up to preemptively invest to, to try and preemptively identify this particular right. issue right so like we were feeding this we were feeding this you know a year ago we were talking about this but you're like i'm, I'm like you know there's conspiracy that this was actually planned and then oh, you're I, like well no most of these things go from animals to humans and all of all of the scientists are kind of been on board with that theory yes this was not manufactured and you know there's they're like oh well there's markers in the virus that say that it was manufactured so the markers aren't I, there therefore it's not i don't know if it was manufactured but the, the 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 thing is is that 
that that laboratory was originally established because they were afraid <laughs> of this exact fucking scenario and thing. And the problem was, is that it's it's I I, I believe that you know like. I believe that there was actually a very realistic possibility that they picked up on this early enough and the Chinese government didn't want it coming out. It's like the it's like the Mario Cuomo corruption poll when it finally got, you know, when it got like one person removed from him. It's like, well, you know what? I think we found I think we found enough problems in this state. We're just not, you know, like, good job, guys. Thanks. But, you know, like it's. We're we're at the we're at the point where I, I I don't know if human civilization can address the problems it induces on itself anymore. I don't want to be I don't want to be too negative, but you know, like it, it's if 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 we're if, if you are not allowed to talk about problems, how the fuck are we gonna fix them? You know, it it, it, it and this like thing is like. They, everything that's coming out, like, quote-unquote, that's finally come out about COVID now, was stuff that was really discussed within the first two months of it, like, the first two months of the outbreak, if you were paying any attention to the medical literature, like, oh, it fucking survives on hard surfaces, you know, you do need a fucking, oh, actually, I guess you really do need a fucking mask to stop from inhaling it in an aerosolized manner and blah, blah, blah. it'll go through mucous membranes and you, you just know, had um, this and you had this endless stream of fucking propaganda going back and forth confusing everybody my sister-in-law is a nurse uh my future sister-in-law um they're getting married that's the wedding that i'm going to be going to mm-hmm. and uh she's a nurse and you know what she's been saying from the beginning of this from from the for the first time you know because she's been working in a hospital dealing with this um, she said that she honestly believes that this has been an airborne virus since day one. Yep. And the CDC has, has intentionally covered it up to prevent panic. Yeah. She says that's why that's why the CDC said, you know what, go ahead and wear a mask. She's like, that's the only thing that would make sense is that it's airborne. That's why that's why they stopped yep. saying, you know, mask a mask doesn't help prevent the spread of it because they knew that it was airborne and they they're intentionally ho- holding that information back from people. Well, again, what the fuck? I think it was he wasn't I think we've talked about that on a previous podcast. There was a Bush era report basically saying that we we could not keep our shit together if 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 we were <laughs> if we were if we were faced with this exact scenario. <laughs> And like, here's all the, you know, and again, like, you know, just even with the thanks Obama bullshit, like there was a list of here are the steps that we need to engage in to to pre- prepare the United States to deal with this problem. And Obama read that brief and he's like, you know what? This is good shit. Let's do it. And he put together that whole team. And then mm-hmm. because even though, it, 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 you know, it's again, much like how the ACA was originally Mitt Romney's healthcare plan. And then he opposed it. And then he opposed it. You know, mm-hmm. they did the same thing. They did the same thing with the fucking pandemic response teams. And here, here we are. But Biden's going to have, we're going to have, yeah, we're going to have infrastructure week and everything's going to be great. And we're going to have to pay taxes for every mile that we travel in the United States. And uh, <sighs> we're going to have social credit. We're going to have a social credit card, social credit scores that, 
We've got two negative now, Gunner. You're not that. We're right on time. <laughs> uh, we're we still got 15 minutes left. We haven't even got close that's, to an hour. That's a that's a lie. Yeah, we're really out on time. It's like 12 minutes over. Damn it. Like 24. Oh wow. Sorry. We well, it's okay. <laughs> With that, it's time for me to ritualistically murder the show. <laughs> Die. Um, that being said, though, I challenge those that listen. Send me a text. Shoot a message on the message board. I'll suggest some overtime topics. So let's say we get you know a little bit over time or whatever. Mm-hmm. Give us a topic to talk about for like 15, 20 minutes afterwards. And uh, we'll attempt to talk about it. We're not going to do any research on it. We're just going to. Make assumptions yeah. if we don't know about as, it. As, as opposed to the prolific amount of research we do yes, on any correct. other of the things we talk about. A very good point, Gunnar. A very good point. Yeah, then you go to kill the show. And if we have a topic, if the listeners actually give us a topic for the next week, then they get that extra 15 minutes. If That's not, right. It's theirs. And they don't get that fucking 15 minutes. And it's ours. And we get to keep that 15 minutes for the rest correct. of our lives. I'm, take, I'm keeping that 15 minutes. Yeah. Uh, so, so, so if you would like to Go support eat a our cookie, only, if you would like to support our OnlyFans, please remember. Ooh, hello, friendship. <laughs> but with that, please leave a topic, something you'd like us to talk about. And honestly, let's go with it. Doesn't matter what the topic is. Like, there's no, no doesn't matter. Nothing. Uh, it can be anything. There's no limit. If you want it, mm-hmm. we don't like talking politics typically here. But if you if you mm-hmm. want 15 minutes of politics, we'll. Oh jeez. Begrudgingly talk about it. <laughs> yeah, begrudgingly. Please please something besides that. I mean, we could yeah. talk about raincoats. <laughs> we could talk about flavored condoms. You know, we could talk about we could go we can go to Bad Dragon's website and just name off yeah. the best merchandise that we think you guys should buy. If 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 you would like to if you would like to talk about how Wade is trying to sneak his way out of this po- podcast, but his ass cheeks are dummy thick and keep cl- keep keep clapping on his way out. <laughs> what? I, I screwed that up. It's, you did. It's, it's, it's a good it's, try, though. It's, it's a meme, though. Is it? All right, I'll yes. look at that. Look at that afterwards. But with that, though, thanks everybody for listening. Please give us some overtime suggestions, and uh, we will go into overtime for you. That is a problem. Oh, like nobody listened to last week's episode. It's one of our best. Yeah. So for those that are back on Weird. the train listening to this week's episode, this week was good. Last week was fucking great. Oh, go back and play that one too. Yeah. You can hear my cringy intro. <laughs> forever. Forever unclean. Be forever unclean. With it, though, thanks for listening, guys. Um, like, please like, listen, share, friends or enemies. Give us an overtime uh sample and we'll go. And honestly, should we maybe no stipulations? If we get more than one overtime, we go. I say I say we I say we can we can, we can stack them up because okay what what's going to happen is is that if people hear their topic they're going to be more incentivized to leave one and since we only have three sure. people that listen that should be plenty of topics per week yeah we don't have to worry about it too big of a stack sure <laughs> sure a podcast with people you know people you don't know monster trucks <laughs> no he's with right. that though he's right he is right and because he's so right Gunner. Take us on out of here.